0: Welcome to the Financial Life Podcast with me, Ben Roble. This is episode 31. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started, let me emphasize that I don't know you and you don't know me, so I'm not recommending anything in this episode. Instead, my goal is to ensure that you can make decisions in your financial life with as much context as possible. Today, we're going to finish our exploration of the concept of source of wealth and dive into the last category, general wealth. So what exactly is it? What is general wealth? Well, it's like the catch-all category. To put it simply, it includes people who earn a salary, regular commissions or hourly wages, as well as lottery winners, investors, and those who inherit assets or money from their families. Now, let's get this straight from the beginning. Being in this category is not a bad thing at all. In fact, it's where a lot of us find ourselves. Think about it. Teachers, professional athletes, firefighters, investment bankers, software engineers, baristas, truck drivers, politicians, non-partner lawyers, and yes, even your friendly financial advisor probably fit into this category. But the thing is, we're not here to talk about how much someone makes. Instead, we're diving into the nature of this concentration itself. General wealth covers a vast landscape, so let's break it down into two groups. In one corner, we have those who have more control over their wealth. They're the ones earning income from their jobs or people who have investments. In the other corner... We have the lottery winners and estate beneficiaries who don't have much control over when or how they receive their wealth. Sometimes they don't have any control over how much they'll receive. Here's a thought. Many of us, regardless of which category we're in today, experienced having a salary as our source of wealth at some point. Almost all of us have been part of the get a job and keep it club. This is one big reason that the personal finance industry centers its attention on this group. It's massive, it's adaptable, it's somewhat straightforward, and it's the source of most of the investment assets out there. Here's a fun fact for you. As of May 2023, retirement accounts in the U.S. held around $41 trillion in assets. Yeah, that's trillion with a T. Now, just like we discussed in our previous episode about partnership interests, salaries and wages represent a long stream of cash flows, but not all cash flows are created equal. For instance, the NFL set a minimum annual salary of $660,000 in its 2020 collective bargaining agreement. Sounds great, right? But here's the twist. The average NFL career lasts just 3.3 years. Compare that to the average annual salary of a high school teacher, which is around $61,820, or about 10% of the minimum NFL salary. Now, this teacher has a much lower chance of a career-ending ACL tear. But without dwelling on the difference in the amount each of these professionals makes, you can see that the teacher can take more risks in her financial life and investments around her teaching job than the athlete can take around his boom-or-bust career. This brings us to a crucial point. It's the reason that so many personal finance gurus stress controlling spending, budgeting, and managing debt. Wages tend to increase at a slow but steady pace, but they can get disrupted if you're out of work due to layoffs, maternity leave, or other reasons. Keeping your spending in check to create a surplus that can be saved or invested is one way to protect yourself when you have little control over the way your income and wealth is produced or how often or by how much it grows. Now, before we even dive into the size of someone's salary, let's analyze its source like any other investment. We need to assess how risky it is. A long stream of cash flows is similar to a bond, but is it more like a bond from Meta? or General Electric, or the L.A. County School District, or the federal government. Once we figure that out, we can better shape the financial strategy surrounding it. Only after making these determinations can we start talking about how much someone is earning and the spending that it can support. So here's a key takeaway. For most people whose primary source of wealth is income from work, or an investment portfolio, they have a lot of control. They are the ones calling the shots. The degree to which someone concentrates, diversifies, protects, or actively manages their financial life is all up to that person and is all unique to each person. On the flip side, lottery winners and estate beneficiaries have limited control. Once the money comes in, they've got some say about how it is invested or spent, and they start to look a lot like some of the people we've already discussed. But before that, there's almost nothing that they can do to determine what and how much they'll get. Just take Edwin Castro, who won the largest Powerball jackpot in history, a stunning $2.04 billion in November 2022, netting him $628.5 million. He reportedly spent around $77 million on homes, but we have no idea what he's done with the rest of the money. One last thing to remember is that the entire financial industry is designed to cater to this category as well. Most loans are income-based. Investment strategies complement regular income. Insurance is often provided through employers, And saving for retirement usually revolves around leaving a job. But here's the kicker just because these options are available doesn't necessarily make them the best choices for you. In many cases, these providers don't have a vested interest in your outcome. They collect their fees and move on. So here's the bottom line your financial life should be treated like your own business. You're the entrepreneur, the CEO, and the employee of your financial journey, and you should handle it as such. Your financial strategies should align with your preferences, tolerances, interests, and risks. It's going to look different for everyone, and that's the point. As long as your strategies match your unique profile, your chances of success will be much higher. Thanks for listening. I hope this is helpful context for you and your financial life.